When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everybody, Uneducated Economist here. So before I get started on this video, I want to say thank you to Keta for coming on to the show and doing an interview with us. Uh, it was in two parts. I'll leave links down in the description for both those parts. Very good stuff. If you are looking to get information on the housing industry, new construction, the lumber prices, or just the lumber curtailments and what's going to be happening with inventory levels, Madison Lumber Report is the place you got to go to. So definitely check out Madison's Lumber Report. I'll leave links down in the description. Uh, but today I wanted to talk more about the sovereign debt crisis. Now this is something that I have been warning about for quite a few years. I knew that there was going to be an issue coming into the future once the interest rates began to rise. And it was funny when I was talking about this um, originally, like, I don't know, probably three years ago, People were saying back then, interest rates will never rise again. The government simply can't afford it or the government can't afford it. And uh, I told them, don't hold your breath on that one. We are going to see higher interest rates coming into the future and it is going to be very damaging, especially for the sovereign nations out there who are heavily indebted using US dollars. Same with the corporations. And that's why I felt there was gonna be a sovereign and corporate debt crisis coming in to the future once the interest rates did rise. Now, the key to all this is the 10-year treasury. And that's that's the really the one spot inside of the bond market out of, out of all the corporate bonds and sovereign bonds and all the other stuff out there. The 10-year treasury is the number one indicator. That is where all interest rates will go. Now, obviously there's going to be fluctuations on the yield curve on the lower end or on the higher end. There's a lot of stuff that's gonna happen that's going to be indicators and signs of what is definitely happening as far as like recessions and you know economic output, stuff like that. But when it comes to where you wanna know if the mortgage rates are gonna go up or if they're gonna go down, follow the 10-year. The 10-year is going to be the, the, the indicator that tells you where those interest rates are gonna be moving to. Now, going along with this, if you see the treasuries begin to rise, this is the safe haven asset. This is like the safe guaranteed to pay, no chance of default, gonna get your money back. The only problem with the treasuries is that the interest rates that they pay is so little that it forces those who are looking for that fixed income, that guaranteed return, it forces them out into higher risk assets, mainly corporate debt or sovereign emerging market debt. And this is really where the problem began to to really manifest itself a few years ago, as the interest rates dropped, investors started moving into those higher risk assets to try and gain some of that yield. And now, as the potential for higher yield also gave those investors a speculation as well, because as the yields began to fall, the bond prices rise. So not only are they looking for that safe return, I mean, I don't know about how safe it is once you start taking on risk, but once you start getting into that guaranteed return, that fixed income, and the risk that goes associated with it that you, know, that you get by taking on this risk, 
Well, they're also getting the hedge from it as well. If the interest rates continue to drop, they can sell those bonds off for a higher price. So it's not just the guaranteed fixed income that they're looking for, but also the fact that they could sell those assets off at that higher price. When the interest rates begin to rise, all that becomes undone. And now the investor who had this bond that they were hoping to get a safe return from is now taking on risk of default, meaning that they may not get what they were promised that they were gonna pay. And if they go to sell this thing, they may not get back what they paid for it. So they have to take a loss on this asset and get pennies on the dollar. Or if the company or country that is in question as far as who issued that bond if they are in risk of going into default and have to restructure, the investor may get pennies on the dollar for their bond instead of getting like 100% of what it is that they, what the face value of the bond. So like if they were guaranteed $100 on the purchase of this bond, they may have to suffer with the idea of only getting $35 on it, taking 35 cents on the dollar just for an example of it. So they have to take this loss. This is going to become a prevalent, obvious problem going into the future. This is something that is going to definitely take place. And if you take a look at the article I leave down in the description for you, you can see that the emerging markets are starting to suffer from this. Investors who thought that it was kind of isolated to a handful of particular emerging markets are now finding that this problem is spreading to other nations that they were not expecting to be this risky. And that's really where we are going to find more problems coming up is that the investors did not realize or are not taking into account how much risk they are taking on by investing into these emerging markets or these sovereign debts, corporate debt, these riskier assets that do pay a higher yield but that's the problem you're taking on risk. And these interest rates are gonna to continue to rise. It's gonna get closer to that sovereign debt and corporate debt yield, which is going to force the new investors who are coming into that market to demand a higher yield. Prices drop and people start to suffer the consequences from that. On top of it, it also creates a contagion effect. And this is really where I think the problem is going to start like finding its way around the world is that as the contagion starts to exist, it starts to show show itself and this is where people didn't realize that like they may have assets from a corporation that is going into default so let's say like for example evergrande is a great great example of this evergrande is a property developer in china who is the i think the most heavily indebted corporation in the world, if I got that right, but even if it's not, it's just super heavily indebted. So they have issued out a lot of these bonds out there. And now these bonds, they sit on the assets of other corporations and other companies. And so if you can imagine assets and liabilities, this is their balance sheet. Well, their assets meet their liabilities, they have good credit rating, but if their assets start to fall and their liabilities are more than their assets, their credit rating starts to go down. So. If these companies are holding assets, these debts of other corporations like Evergrande who are going into default or who are suffering you know, from the idea that they're not being able to pay their debt holders, well then the asset begins to fall in price and that starts to affect the corporations that hold it or the investors who hold that debt. This starts giving their credit rating bad time and their debt, the ones that they have issued out there it starts to fall in value as well because their credit rating isn't as good. So the corporations that now hold that corporation's debt, so you can see how it's like a domino effect that starts to take place. And this is really starting to find its way around the world. I mean, Evergrande had its fingers into everything out there. 
So right now, China is trying to figure out how it is that they can even save their real estate market, but they have to burn through this irrational exuberance that has taken place. So really, they have to allow a bunch of defaults to happen to basically clear out the dead undergrowth so that it can make room for the new like viable debt to be paid or for people to take that out and start, you know, moving back into those projects. I don't know if I'm like saying that correctly, but pretty much what they have done is they've created a lot of projects with debt out there that is not going to get paid. And now somebody either needs to buy that project or suffer the consequences of taking a loss on the investment that they had put into that. And this is really where I think that China is going to have to go through this for some time. I mean, it's going to take a while to burn through all those defaulted loans and to reestablish new ones into a viable, like, actual mortgage market. Like, right now, mortgages are not getting paid. People are pissed. There's, like, property values are dropping like crazy. And they are probably going to continue with this scenario for some time. And you can expect things like that to start finding its way into other countries and other industries around the world. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.